Hi, everybody. Welcome to episode 84 of Shunya One. We have a really good one coming up for you. Gaurav Munjal, the founder of Unacademy, is with us. And uh, we have a really interesting conversation around the ideas of what's going to happen in, in the space of education and technology, why they are looking at the kind of platform that they're looking at. I think it's a really interesting conversation that you'll really enjoy. Also, just to keep you guys informed about what's going on on the Slack channel, last week we did a simple poll asking, what is your favorite computer game format? And, you know, the uh, answers were surprising. Surprisingly, even between single-player games, multiplayer games, and live streaming games. I guess everybody likes everything. But uh, we'll have another poll for you this week. And uh, with that, let's get you on with your show. All right. Welcome to the show, Gaurav. Thanks for uh, making the time. It's good to have you back in Bombay. Yeah. Uh, you used to be a Bombay founder. Now you're a Bangalore founder. I, I would still like to call myself as a Bombay founder. I think uh, it's been, what, 10 months after I'm coming back to Bombay. And then I thought I'll call you up. And this has been long pending. Yes, it and has. And I thought we should do it now. Absolutely. And this is also my first podcast ever. Awesome. So Are you never, a, never done one before? No. Really? But... Yeah, he's, he's uh, of course, uh, done a bunch of otherwise. Yeah, no, that's just it. Because you're in so much video and so much yeah, stuff, yeah. just generally. Surprised you've never done a podcast before. Yeah, I, I haven't. Okay, well, good. That's a, that's a good debut. Uh, <laughs> and, of course, uh, we, we definitely oh, want Hopefully to, no controversies. We uh, will find out. We'll try and create them if we can't find any. <laughs> <laughs> but that's actually a good point for us to quickly jump onto your story so far, right? Because you've uh, been a... This is... The second time around you're a founder or the third time around you're a founder? Technically second. Technically second. And uh, and of course, uh, Anagarbi is now scaled up to uh, a very large scale at tech player, uh, doing a lot of things. If you could, you know, tell us how this all came to be. And of course, a little bit of perspective on where it's going, uh, even before maybe Anagarbi. I think uh, I'm, I'm one of those guys who uh, probably the word entrepreneurship was came later to define what I have been doing. But I think it was back in sixth standard when I told my dad that I want to be a computer engineer. And I have been building products for as long as I remember. Like in seventh standard, I built this uh, KBC uh, version for my classmates. And um, because I loved coding since like fifth standard, sixth standard, it was Logo, it was QBasic. And then it was C++, Java. And uh, I've been all, always been fascinated by building stuff. And uh, obviously, there is one programming as a career in which you learn programming and then you get a job and then you build stuff for others. And then there is there is programming uh, like an art where you want to just build stuff. Right. And I think I have been... Uh, in that way, I would like to call myself as an artist because I have always uh, been fascinated by the art of building something new, or for example, whether uh, it was my school's website or whether it was that KBC program I built when I was 13, 14 years old or then bunch of stuff in college, Flat Dot 2 came in college and Academy in fact started as a YouTube channel in college. Yeah, It was just about building things and uh, I think the title of being an entrepreneur or funding or founder, all these came later but... I have been doing this for as long as I can remember. Yeah, those are titles which when it becomes a business, I believe. And you make it a serious career path. But 
you're right on the building part most of most founders i know have started with uh, tinkering or building yeah. uh, and of course and then discovering means and ways to make it into a business you mentioned you started this as a youtube channel first right what was your incentive to even build a education linked or training linked youtube channel why why that it was just a video that i uploaded for a bunch of my classmates i used to live in juhu during my college and my classmates we had an exam the next day and classmates were a little far away so they asked me for a particular topic and instead of going to their place and explaining them i just made the video oh yeah which year was this and 2010 2010 youtube was of course prevalent but no one was doing training videos or yeah, education videos educational or videos like right uh, i think it was mostly what unboxing videos were just about <laughs> starting maybe or not I, even there I, I it was saturday night live videos at that time the uh, youtube yeah. got bought out by google in 2007 right yeah. so, no no i think a little earlier than, little earlier than that so then of course flat dot 2 happened where you actually productized again it was for students so, so i went to direct type yeah. first i yeah. worked like uh, i did a job for one year right and then uh, during the time at direct i i kind of took permission from the company that uh, allow me to build this product and right. uh, i think as soon as my one year got over where i had to no longer return the bonus i kind of quit <laughs> i think it was the exact i think i joined on 18th june 2012 when i left on 19th june 2013 nice. because if i had to quit before one year i had to pay like the bond you would have to two, forgive three. the bond do yeah. they still do that in companies nowadays i haven't heard about it since I mean, our time. we also have it at an academy so oh you do <laughs> <laughs> okay that's new it, it's called a retention bonus i Correct. mean like they would uh, i mean for for example they paid us around 1 or 2 lakhs and then if you quit before one year then you have to return that money hmm. okay right. so I, i think that's a little different than what you are thinking of with the bond right there was a time when you had to pay money to get get a job no 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 nothing yeah. nothing yeah. Like it, 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 it was it was a bonus that they had given right. which you had to return if you quit before one year correct that was a clawback basically mm-hmm. but my what i was trying to get at was you were trying to always solve problems which you had in a way or you were directly faced with right so I mean, as i said i i have been um, i meet entrepreneurs these days and i meet investor turn entrepreneurs i meet all different kinds of people who want to start company for for starting a company and what they do is they try to figure out oh, what is a big market where uh, where will we get investment or what is the hot sector right now mm. i don't think it ever worked like that with me i mean uh, uh by chance i i think you you try to solve a problem you just uh, ensure that it's big enough and there are a lot of people who have this problem and luckily for us education is a big market and we kind of started getting defined by the market later on mm-hmm. but when we were building it like when uh, when i quit or when roman quit and himesh quit we we were a youtube channel doing a million video views a month that time and we thought that we could empower more teachers and this could be big and right. stuff like that but uh, the goal was never that how big it will be or whether we'll be a unicorn or is the market big enough we knew education is a in villages in india in three tier cities and two tier cities it's a big enough problem that people don't have access to great educational content mm-hmm. people don't have access to great teachers right so we just wanted to get those teachers online and let their content be accessed by a lot of people for free and then eventually also figure out a way to 
monetize right and it as like you said it started literally with that channel becoming more and more popular yes before yes. before you actually jumped off and when you said quit i think that that's where the story of the last the first stint as a founder of uh, flat dot 2 which also got acquired yeah uh, also is there so what was your learning in that chapter of your life because again you've built something for a unique use case i wouldn't say it was it scaled up to a huge number when you got acquired right uh, but you did and I, then I, in fact i have a lot of learnings from the flat dot 2 stage the number one being don't have random angel investors <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, when you say random what does that do i mean like? so so i raised money from akrit and uh, we couldn't uh, raise the next round i was out in the market we were talking to bloom we were talking to bunch of other people somehow because uh, magic breaks housing other people were already there it was becoming difficult for us to raise the next round so Correct. i think we were about to get a round in which involved five six angel investors uh, don't want to name them but uh, and and i could see that it would end up taking the company in a direction where i mean it it will stop being about innovating or it will stop being about the product it will just be it will just become about the dhanda mm-hmm. and uh, even at the angel stage so there were folks who were no no this building, is this pushing, so so, so I, 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 i had a great relationship with akrit in fact i had breakfast with him uh, this morning right uh, yeah, uh, and he's been on our podcast it's yeah yeah uh, <laughs> i should hear that one yeah. <laughs> and and see if he has mentioned me <laughs> so yeah. i mean but then i started speaking to sumit from common floor and i think uh, that kind of uh, i mean that conversation went in a good direction i told him i'm about to raise round he's like why don't you partner with us right and again it was not acquisition for the sake of acquisition it was that sumit liked me and i liked sumit right. and we realized that uh, he is someone who has solid sales operations uh, building the business experience and i come with a background where i can help them and probably flat dot to with product and marketing right which has been uh, my strong suits right so i think uh, that kind of worked uh, they called me to bangalore i went to bangalore the only bad part about the whole thing was that i had to leave bombay <laughs> but uh, bangalore is not too bad but right. it's not bombay so that's that's what we like to hear yes, and we, we hear again and again but but that's an interesting point you made i think uh, not 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 controversial enough yet we'll get into it but this this is definitely something which happens a lot right you are faced at a decision where it's more money with uh, which is capital for you to do what you want but it comes with these riders or you think it comes with a potentially uh, bad sort of relationship with your future investors right so that's what you foresaw i mean it was more about uh, someone who is aligned with your vision so so there there is a rule of thumb i mean yeah. if if you're raising money from an angel investor make sure they have a tech background so mm-hmm. there are a lot of angels in mumbai who might not have a tech background right and uh, i'm i'm not sure that if that's a good idea for a tech company because so mismatched expectations basically yeah even the kind of questions they ask or something like that so uh, uh, fortunately i never had that experience so when when we raised money for an academy i got rajan and vijay and sachin bini uh, fanindra sama and bunch of and and in fact every person that we got on board had a, a tech background or had experience in angel investing and stuff like that so so i knew Right. what kind of right angel investors to pick and of course we had uh, bloom from the starting right. backing us 
so it it has been a great journey that way i actually remember when you were planning to or i think you had just quit uh, Yeah, I, I, I told you to also invest. Yeah, but you didn't. <laughs> and listen, I, I had no money. Still have no money to invest in startups. Yeah, but, yeah, your Instagram stories. So, uh, but but uh, I remember catching up money you with, with you in Bangalore, uh, with you and Roman, and we even shot a video. I remember. Yeah, yeah. And at that time, you were closing your round with all these, I would say, five star angels who you just mentioned, right? Yeah. and it even though you were of course it was your second time around as a founder so you came with some i would say background of doing a successful business and exit how hard was it to actually get these people on board and how did you actually go about reaching them i mean this is again something which it looks great for the rockstar founders it who does. actually do it but i think what did uh, happen what what i did differently where a lot of other entrepreneurs don't do it fundraising is a full time job for the initial years or months or whatever you want to call it you have to focus on fundraising or someone in the team has to focus on yeah yeah, yeah i mean someone yeah. in the team so i must have pitched or roman and me must have pitched to more than 60 70 people mm-hmm. and uh, we faced few rejections but most of them liked the product and our pitch got better we we got more cla- and this was obviously uh, these angels came at around where the product was built and we had traction and stuff like that but uh, when the first round we did which was pre product uh, that that's when also we got rajan and fanindra sharma and bunch of them obviously it helps that uh, you are from a product background or you have started a company before and stuff like that but i think uh, what what they look at is they look at the founders they look at the team they look at what you are building is the problem big enough is the problem innovative enough but more than anything i think uh, founders just don't uh, i mean especially if you want to build a consumer business and you know that you will need money from day one mm-hmm. founders don't take fundraising that as seriously as they should i mean we like see we focus of at- how much attention you give it like wake up every day it's first fundraising is that what you're saying Like when no, you say you, so, it's a, it's a long process. You you know if if there are times like when 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 I met when we met Sachin Bansal, he committed us close to a crore in an after an hour, or mm. Sujit Kumar who committed close to hundred thousand dollars after an hour. Mm. But uh, most of the times, it's building a relation, maybe one or two meetings, uh, sending them updates on WhatsApp or email, and then following up, and right. then. Uh, like shelendra of sequoia we we used to chat on twitter right and then i sent him a few updates on email and right. then when he was in bangalore he was like let's catch up so i i had this habit of sending updates to investors i did not yet have mm-hmm. but i wanted to have so this is after the series a round when i was trying to raise a series b i used to be in touch with investors and i used to send them updates okay you know this is what's happening this is the latest these are the, yeah. these are the daus these are the number of teachers we have this is the retention metrics these are the activation numbers and uh, i think as a rule of thumb the more uh, the more founders uh, send update to their existing as well as their potential investors i think uh, i think it's a good practice to have which we followed and being transparent with all this not holding these back or being cagey about it so these are like Prostats. Obviously, I mean, we were we were also growing. I mean, we still yeah. are growing, so it it helps that uh, the numbers looked good. It it yeah. helps that the numbers are good. But when you do that, 
like let's say you do it every month it kind of also pushes you to perform better mm-hmm. when you know you have to send an update correct but coming back to the point that if you're building a consumer product it's it's product it's your distribution it's uh, revenue and it's fundraising equally important correct so you have to figure out the investors you have to and, and obviously you have to get the right investors on board right. uh, with the, the right partners whom you have a chemistry with because choosing a partner is like choosing a founder the, your co-founders and hence your investors yeah. also you mean yeah, yeah. I, I i'd push back a little bit on some of what you're saying right i agree with you generally in an ideal situation and you found yourself in a situation which you worked hard at but was pretty much as good a situation as you could kind of come at right for a lot of people it becomes a uh, it becomes a lot tougher to be uh, you know i mean uh, it's not sometimes you got to deal with what you got to deal with right i mean like and if you want to run a business and you want to kind of create something then sometimes you are not going to be able to get exactly what you want in those days. so you have to be able to kind of roll with the punches if you will like compromise on you do, what you get yeah everyone does i'm guessing yeah. but that's that's the no i didn't understand like compromise on like so let's say your fundraising is not taking is taking too much time and you still need more funds like would you take the easy money clearly the advice is I mean, not to yeah i i i don't know if it's always possible to just go a uh, it's not always possible as an entrepreneur to say that uh, <coughs> i want money only from xyz type people sometimes you have to go where it is you have to go with the check i mean but that that would be sacrificing the long term for the short term well if you if the long term is not a possibility if the short term is dire enough you have to do that that's i guess where the compromise yeah, begins right so if you do it at stage 1 then you have to make sure you of course corrected at stage 2 hopefully yeah. that's the i guess the next chance you get but coming to actually now of course the product you were building right so again maybe things were aligned you said it yourself the space was big the space was obviously uh, there's a lot which could have been solved and you were doing that how did you transition from the youtube channel to the product and what were the kind of insights and how did tech help you of course like i'm sure there is a story behind why you chose video why you saw how did you see that video worked what did you innovate tell us about the product today and beyond so so i i have a theory that uh, an entrepreneur's life is number one the journey begins which is the phase one is falling in love with the product and the entrepreneur is obsessed about the product the number two phase is falling in love with traction the numbers that i'm getting so many views or i'm getting daus or something like that and the third part of the journey is uh, falling in love with the business where you eventually build the business you get revenue you get the numbers and stuff like that so i think uh, for us as a youtube channel we have the numbers we have the distribution we build the product and eventually the focus was to build the business like for example i haven't coded for the last 4 years right so yeah. um i i think uh, the last 3 years have been like my uh, quick mba in every direction uh, when it comes to learning about business finance operations sales revenue bunch of other things related to the business I'm, i mean obviously i'm also lucky to have uh, imesh who's the founder and the ceo of the company and who was also with me at flatchat um, and we we kind of share similar vision when it comes to the product or design or stuff like that so he takes care of those things and i look after the business so <clears throat> i think then the journey was that what youtube channel did was prove that uh, there is a need for it right and 
I I didn't see a lot of people in India building platforms then. I mean, now you have ShareChat, now you have a bunch of other platforms, but that time platforms were not being built. Right. And we realized that what Twitch did to gaming, can we do it to education? Mm-hmm. I mean, can we have like a sort of like a YouTube for education where teachers would come, upload their content, learners would access it, and then obviously figure out a way to monetize some part of it. And yeah, so uh, I would say we have been sort of successful in that way, but obviously there is a long way to right. go. Awesome. All mm-hmm. right. On that note, I think we're going to take a quick break, come back and talk some more. All right. Welcome back. There's some in a lot of innovations, of course, you brought to the product in terms of even your thing you do live classes now you do uh, yeah, a yeah. whole well, bunch it, of it, other it, things it, with it, video right? yeah in number one it started with the the creation tool which right. is the educator app i mean it's it's how the teachers could simply create an educational lesson without the need of any software right they could just like learn in a few minutes on how to upload an education lesson through our app which would like like what we did was we studied that a lot of innovation about creation of videos is happening on Snapchat on Instagram but mm-hmm. those are entertainment videos correct can we apply some some of those first principles and build an app which would make the creation of educational videos easy right and i think that that was uh, that was the biggest like the best thing that we did which helped us acquire a lot of teachers for example there are more than 20000 teachers on the platform and around 3 to 4000 are active every month wow and how does this compare today with again you mentioned there are there were platforms in the rest of the world maybe around education in various ways there were a lot of and there are a lot of these self learn courses which you can subscribe the udemies of the world and the so on right how did you find a niche which in, apart from the distribution base and the fact that tier 2 tier 3 needs it what else is unique in the approach that you're using for india i mean uh, most of the solutions were focused uh, on the demand side of it mm-hmm. like like a coursera would tie up with the universities and they they would just say we have the best courses and would the demand we wanted to kind of more like empower the teachers and individual empower, teachers yeah empowering educators for example if there is someone sitting in three tier city that there may be a case that that person teaches maths better than what someone in iit bombay teach right but how would we know unless we give them the same platform right this is what happened with tvf and aib kind of using youtube as a platform and uh, doing better stuff than the entire uh, tv like like yeah, there is television. no show on television for at least the millennials or our, our kind of audience which right. i mean what they did with pictures or what they did with permanent roommates or something like that right so that's so i think that's yeah. those that that empowerment of teachers to teach well and um, so 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 the top teacher on our platform is this guy called Mansoor Ali who does 5 million videos a month wow. he teaches only in malayalam for a particular exam that happens in that region and oh. um, creating free he creates like 10 videos every day and he has created a lot of free content and it's helping a lot of people wow okay that yeah that's a big number that's a huge number and again these are this is just one person like you said yeah. and that means there's for a specific exam in a specific region yeah. and of course we have a whole bunch of these other obviously national exams regional we have exams hundreds and, of exams yeah so. exactly and everything is centered around that how do you see 
how how are you changing the behavior of your users i mean and i say users mean in students till now the the thing is that uh, smartphone penetration is increasing so they are getting smartphones but right. uh, they they will either watch random youtube videos they will watch bbk wines or amit bhadana or something right. like that or they would play pubg but if you yeah. could give them good content also that they start consuming i think uh, i think see obviously it's because it's uh, asynchronous content and right. for the free content you're not paying so it needs some certain sort of self motivation correct but at least now people with smartphones in any part of the country can't complain that they don't have good educational content right. i mean that is available now it depends on their motivation whether they want to use it or whether they want to prepare for a particular exam or they want to play pubg or something like <laughs> so what and actually what i was mentioning was more like you know how we all have schools and university then college and so on right and you have teachers there so you enroll you have to do the course like that's your formal education doesn't go away you still have to do that mm. but clearly there is something broken in formal education which meet which led students to go to classes private yeah. coaching private coaching evolved to now there are other players in this space who are doing private coaching on on an app yeah. right whereas you are doing something which is a complete two sided marketplace and three sided because we also take care of the quality correct so in You're a way also doing yeah, in a way we ensure that what the what the learner is getting is actually the platform at least the paid product it's at least the platform's responsibility than right. the suppliers right so then what are you changing when it comes to at scale the big vision yeah, pitch i would say like what do you see changing the student's life so uh, at scale what with, we are doing is what what we are saying is that the best teachers were so far limited to a particular coaching center or a particular city right now once you bring their content online like for example this guy mansoor ali he is he's one of the best teachers that i have seen once you bring his content online you give a level playing field to everyone everyone with a smartphone everyone with a slightly inherent motivation to learn and once they start learning that they can they are at the same level as someone who might have money to pay for a coaching center or you know who so so a lot of people are not going to coaching centers and are only relying on an academy correct because because we are focusing on the test prep market so i think that's that's changing because even in a coaching center let's say you have 10 teachers there is no guarantee that for every subject you will have the best teacher right or or you will and and the best teacher there is the definition of best teacher is very subjective right you might like someone the other might the other person might not like right. that person that teacher so in a way but once on an academy if you have hundreds of teachers for every subject i mean there are students also there are people who have topped those examination for example our top je teacher is a third year iit bombay student oh who teaches chemistry like uh, after his classes he makes the videos from his hostel and he is he's a great teacher he cracked that exam 3 years ago he loves chemistry and he is i think studying uh, he has some major in chemistry or something like that his name is sachin rana and uh, i think uh, that that's what happens when you start empowering these teachers and uh, who never thought they would teach right but now they are and and these guys would never teach offline these guys would never teach in a tuition center like i when i was teaching computer science i would never have thought that i would teach or roman would not have thought that he would teach but these are the people who 
who when given a platform to suddenly share their knowledge they would do that so you mentioned the word offline uh, it also brings me one more question that how do you solve for the reality the otherwise interactivity which you would have gotten in the offline world right i mean not i'm not saying that everyone was in a class is always interactive like so most you people so you should attend some of our live classes they are they are built very beautifully for example let's say the teacher is teaching suddenly the teacher would stop and say that answer this question for me a b c d is right. on the screen and then you select it right so it's like these are not just this is the obviously the paid product which is right. an academy plus right these are not just a synchronous videos the live classes are synchronous where you are attending it live right. you can ask doubts on chat you can interact with the teacher you can you can the teacher can ask questions and you can answer those questions right no of course and that's the actual simulation of uh, a live class but even in the asynchronous version uh do you see that from a feedback level is it that uh, the education being imparted when i'm just listening to a video versus going to a class is it uh, is it comparable because the teacher is better fundamentally maybe again it it boils down to self motivation right. i mean if if you are someone who needs to sit in a class say but we all know what sort of learning happens in classes also right i mean it, like like the first 3 4 benches again the motivation plays a role correct i mean you cannot force just because somebody goes to a coaching class or a school doesn't mean that they'll end up clearing an exam or getting good grades it comes down to motivation what what we can do is we can provide them the best content level playing field also the best teachers also motivate the students to learn more mm-hmm. they they use storytelling they make the subject interesting Th- th- this is all that we can do right. i mean we can't force people to like start studying right. i mean they have to at the end of the day that motivation has to come from themselves all right so leaving parting thoughts in terms of where you are heading now and what you see uh, an academy as down the line and of course what's the motive what do you think should be the motivation for a student to show up and use the product see the problem with the with the current system is that we should glorify companies which make money and stuff like that but we should not over glorify because they have raised so much money or like for example i see bejus uh, doing zero innovation i mean they don't the coaching classes on a, a it's it's a sales company i mean let's be honest about it it's a good business so investors will love it because at the end of the day investors care about their x money and they getting a multiple of 10 20 right. 30 whatever x right. and uh, yes it matters that how they got it but uh, uh, it it might not matter as much as it should also because there there may be a company which is innovating a lot but mm-hmm. not generating any revenue mm-hmm. that's also not a good case to be so i think what an academy has done is that um it has brought certain level of innovation for example our top teachers are being poached by all the top online or offline players oh. like they get the calls because they became they started putting free content they started creating their own brand right. and now they get the calls which is a good thing so and i i think bejus has done a great job when it comes to k12 but there has been a lack of innovation i mean it's it's at the end of the day selling sort of like an encarta or a britannica encyclopedia mm-hmm. to people mm-hmm. and uh, there will be a point that there there came a point where wikipedia was wikipedia just disrupted all of that right 
सो आई थिंक लॉन्ग रन वेन इंटरनेट पेनिट्रेशन गोज इवन हायर द प्लेटफॉर्म लाइक अन अकेडमी विल विल कंटिन्यू टू इनोवेट एंड विल सॉल्व द प्रॉब्लम एट स्केल वेदर इट्स फॉर के ट्वेल्व और इट्स फॉर टेस्ट प्रेप एंड या वी वॉन्ट टू जस्ट कंटिन्यू बिल्डिंग एंड Uh, innovating and making it a better platform. Do you have uh, international plans, or are mm-hmm. you are already are currently any anywhere else besides India? We are in uh, Indonesia and Brazil. Okay. Those are running as experiments. Okay. Uh, in fact, there is this exam called SBPTN in Indonesia. We are, I think, the top in the top three players in the country, mm-hmm. but uh, not more like an experiment. No aggressive plans because it's a it's a, it's a platform kind of a product. So we. we don't need a team to be there right i mean we have around right. 50 teachers in mm. indonesia yeah only the quality control and everything that you mentioned right so you'll have to localize and un- your understanding of these areas but awesome thanks so much for that uh, brief god i think we got we got some good uh, controversial uh, conversation there <laughs> i'm i'm going to ask you to edit that <laughs> but the names yeah but uh, but we're good i and this is again uh, congratulations on what you're doing at an academy uh, of course we will uh, continue to see it uh, go all the places that you just mentioned it will thanks a lot and uh, where can someone reach out to you uh, whoever's listening to the show on twitter maybe uh, or how do how does one get in touch how would you prefer by why do you want to reach out to me just focus in on case, in case oh <laughs> lovely no but if they do i i think twitter is probably the best way or uh, i i also respond to emails when i think they are worth responding so it's gorav@anacademy.com are, are you doing angel investing yourself i have uh, invested in this this app called bolo i have invested in mpl and then open talk by somit very small checks because i have known the founders and right that's about it but no nothing nothing as if if if, if i know someone and i love the product and just just like a gesture but i don't i, I think investing is also a full time thing and uh, one should not do it yeah. as a like a hobby right all right great to know thanks so much and of course uh, thanks yeah, for coming just, uh, i'd like to let everybody know please do give us a ratings on itunes or wherever you listen to the podcast just give us a rating that helps drop a review also if you want to join our slack channel please go to the website ivmpodcast.com/junior1 or there there's a button saying invite me to slack or join slack and uh, send us your email and we'll invite you to join the channel all right thank you so much gorav thanks a lot